This is Wessler Media. Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes. Every day I'll give you insights and encouragement. That's a year in the Bible, available now wherever you get your podcasts. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. So today we're starting a new series. That's right, a new series on your next step. I want you to do something. I want you to text somebody. I want you to call somebody. I want you to invite somebody to say, wow, we're doing this new series on your next step. I want you to be a part of it and you know, get someone to be a part of it. They can listen on the podcast. They may not be able to hear live on the radio, but they can listen. Go to Spotify, go to Apple. It doesn't matter where you go. Just look up your next step now and you can be a part of this. Or if you need to, go to yournextstepnow.com. As a pastor, I'm always trying to help people grow spiritually and encourage them. And and this series, Low Power Mode, is all about how you are a temple. That's right. You are a temple for God. And so that means that you need to be fit in your body, your mind, and your spirit. That's right. So we're going to look at this. uh, For the next several days, we're going to focus on the body. You know, it says in 2 Samuel chapter 22, 30, that David says, With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale the wall. So David was actually saying, God, you help me in my physical body. You know, a lot, a lot of people don't realize that God will help you in your physical body. And I believe that he has a lot for you. So stay with me today. We're going to look at low power mode because sometimes you just feel tired. Well, what if the word of God, your prayers, and you could take some steps to strengthen today in your physical body? Stay with me. I'm Pastor Doyle. Today, we're starting a new series. It's called Low Power Mode. And we're going to talk about how a lot of us have just felt like we were in low power mode, physically, mentally, and spiritually. And we want to talk about how to encourage you and get you out of that. And Jennifer has agreed to assist me in this. So please welcome Jennifer. And if you don't know, Jennifer is my wife, okay? And uh, we've been married 31 years, and she's been my girlfriend for even longer, and that's all I'm going to say about that, you know? Uh, so um, what, we, what we've noticed is this. When we talk to people for a long time now, we ask them how they're doing, they'll say things like, well, I'm just, I'm tired, or I'm worn out, I'm done, I, I, I'm exhausted. There's a whole series of words that we use right now that just try to describe this low power mode that, that we're kind of uh, living our life in. And so we thought, let's take some time and unpack that. Let's look at the, the whys behind it. But let's also, let's look how we can get energized and encouraged and, and ready for life because that's the way God wants us to be. When, when I look at the Scripture, I find men and women who have had to face 
unbelievable circumstances, difficult circumstances. It's just part of life, but they've drawn incredible, incredible strength from God, wisdom from God on how to live life, and that's what we want to try to tap into. One of the the best biblical examples I know of is David. I mean, David was resisted. David had a lot of reasons to be depressed, discouraged, and down. But he didn't. He was always encouraging himself in the Lord. He looked to God to be his source of strength. And one of those passages in Scripture is from 2 Samuel chapter 22. David shares with us this song, okay? He, he, he writes a song about how God is his deliverance. And see, what we're hoping is this, that over the next three weeks, you're going to get more and more and more freedom and re-energize in order to live life because the, the discouragement will be gone, the downs will be gone, and I want you to listen to what David says. And the reason I say this is because he talks about how his relationship with God impacts his physical body. He says, because of God, I'm okay. Because of that relationship. I mean, it was not easy what David was going through. All right? His father-in-law, think about that, his father-in-law, and I know something about this. My father-in-law lives with me, all right? And I love him, all right? David's father-in-law was trying to kill him. He was attacking him. And, And it's difficult, okay? And so listen to what he says. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. So David says, it doesn't matter if an army is coming after me. It doesn't matter who wants to attack me. I'll take them on. I'm okay. I'm ready. He says, it doesn't matter if I have a, a wall in front of me. I will leap over it. In one of the translations, he says, I leap over the wall. He says, I can bend a bow of bronze. He talks about the strength that God gives his physical body. And that's what we want to talk about today. And Jesus in Luke 21, he says, take heed to yourselves that you aren't involved in carousing. I'm not sure what carousing is, but carousing and drunkenness and pray that you would have the strength. Pray for yourself that you would have the strength to be found worthy when the Lord returns. So he actually tells us that we can pray for the strength to do that. I just want to say this. If you're at church... On Sunday morning, you're not carousing, all right? You don't have to live in fear of that, okay? But, but this is what we want to do. We want to first, let's start with, you know, what is draining us? What is it right now that, that just everybody feels great, drained? Everybody feels tired. Everybody feels kind of slower, right? That low power mode. Well, I believe it's all connected to what we've been going through globally for the past couple of years, all right? Whenever you and I face a trauma, it drains you, okay? We've made a list here of several things. We've said trauma, skepticism, and isolation will drain you. Let's talk about trauma first. What is trauma? Well, we globally, we were globally told that we needed to be afraid, very, very afraid. And, and part of that was it, it, it pushed us, it strained us. And we did. We, we experienced a trauma. People have lost their jobs. People have uh, had all sorts of, we've lost people in our lives that are very important to us. 
It, it's changed the way we function. It's created a grief in the way that we live. And see, whenever you face a trauma, it can be a, an automobile accident. You can be fired. You're not expecting it. You show up to work and you're let go. It creates a trauma for you. And then someone will ask you, how are you doing? And then you have to share. Well, in the moment you begin to share that experience again, you have to relive the trauma. And so it, 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 it sucks your energy out, okay? It may feel good to share, but the end of it, you feel drained. Yeah, we just need, it's almost like there's an adrenaline with trauma and we didn't invite it, but it happened. <laughs> and so now we're like this and we have to physically recover, and come back up. And that's what God wants us to do today. And that's why we're talking about the physical body today. But next week, we're going to talk about the mental. And that's a huge part of it. But just today, the body. Yeah, I think also you have to realize that, that fear can be legitimate, but fear can also be illegitimate. And you've got to kind of sort through that. And that leads us to the next one, which is skepticism. So we, we were told certain things that we shouldn't do or should do. I mean, we were told that it was dangerous to be with your family. That didn't feel natural. And, and, and so it created this skepticism within us because now we've gone forward and we've really, we've really realized, okay, that some of the things that we've chosen to do didn't uh, help us physically as much as we had hoped they would. And, and because of that, it's left us in this realm of what I call conflict, Okay. Should I believe what this person is telling me? And it's left us with doubts. And whenever you, whenever you face a conflict, this is the problem with conflict. Conflict always drains you. Now, I realize that some people handle conflict better than others, okay? Some people are just naturally good with conflict, but it still drains them. Realize that, that you and I have lived, because of this skepticism and all that's going on, it leaves us wiped out and drained. And so you want to manage, you want to manage how you, you, you deal with your traumas. You want to manage your skepticism. Do not let skepticism take over your heart. It'll leave you with a uh, negative perspective on everybody and everything. Be an optimistic person like David. I can leap the wall. I can take on an army. I'm going to be okay. Well, and the next one is isolation. We were isolated, and sometimes you're isolated because of an illness or you're isolated because of being single. There's different reasons why we're isolated, but we actually need a physical touch that's appropriate to heal our physical bodies. We are made to touch. And so those hugs, those high fives, I was thinking about it today when David was singing this morning, you, you're, you may have an achy joint when you raise that hand or clap or you don't feel like it, but something happens when you begin to move your body. Something happens when you hug that person that is healing to the soul. I remember reading years ago, it was a, it was a graduate level uh, class on marriage and relationships. And one of the books I had to read, it, it said that if, if you will hug your wife regularly, she will have to go to the doctor less often. I'm and glad I'm you like, went to seminary for that. That's yeah, good. that's right. But this is what I thought. This is the way Doyle's brain works. It's like, you can save money just by giving your wife a hug regularly. That's right. It's cheap. Because your health care costs will go down. And so that's why I'm a huggy person. I just want you to know that. I'm in. It's to make the world a healthier place, especially her, all right? Oh, yeah. That's right. 
So think about this. Think about this. Do you think that you are drained right now because you keep reliving a trauma or it's because of skepticism or isolation or some kind of fear? And it could keep you from sleeping. Yeah. I think about, sometimes you watch TV and you say, I'm just not tired, so I'm going to stay and keep watching TV until I, I get tired. I'm, I'm not ready for bed yet. But if you'll go ahead and get in bed when you're not tired and open up your Bible and let the last thing that you put inside your eyes and into your heart and on your mind be the Word of God and a prayer, I believe that your sleep will improve. And let me give you another tip, all right? If you'll go out there on the podcast platform and get your next step and listen to that, it'll make you go to sleep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you don't know, that's, that's our podcast, okay? Listen to this, Proverbs 3.24, all right? Proverbs 3.24. It says, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. So this is a promise of God. This is not the only place in Scripture where it's promised. Multiple places, God says that if you will come to me, if you will rely on me, if you will trust me, I will give you sleep. So you want to look at your life right now and say, well, am I sleepless because of one of these other things? Or sometimes it actually is where you are in life in terms of a health issue. It's keeping you up at night. But, but do this. When you go to bed, say this, Lord, I thank you that you promise sleep to those that love you. And I'm asking you to help me right now, even though you may have a, a health issue, take away all my fear, take away all my concerns, and give me peace and rest. I want the sweet sleep that you promise in your word. That's my request tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. And that will change your life. I love this quote. It's from a PhD and MD from WebMD. His name is Theodore Friedman. He says, if you aren't getting good sleep, it's hard to eat well, and it's hard to exercise. And the same is true the other way around. So, so what this, this PhD, MD, says to us is this. If, if you don't sleep well, you probably won't eat well, and you probably won't feel good enough to exercise. And if you don't exercise, you probably won't eat well and sleep well. And so you've got to figure out your, your diet physically, one of the most important things you can do to feel more energy in life is to eat the right things, to exercise regularly, and to sleep well. And, and most of us have gotten thrown off lately, and, and we just can't afford to do that. Well, my family doctor of over 20 years, she told me once, she said, Jennifer, if you will lift weights and exercise, it lasts a decade. So what you do in your 20s will have hang time for your 30s, what you do in your 50s to your 60s. But imagine in your 70s, that'll last into your 80s. And so there is some benefit to that physical exercise. So don't think about what you did for the past 10 years. Think about what you want to do for the next 10 years. And then aim for that. Begin to, to work towards that goal. It's like drinking water. The more you drink, the more you want. And if you can walk, walk. If you can lift, lift. If you can run, run. If I could run, I would run. <laughs> if you can do it, do it. What are we waiting for? Listen to what, what Paul says to Timothy, all right? This is 1 Timothy chapter 4, 7, 8, and 9. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. 
For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come, this is trustworthy. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. So he, he outlines three things here. He says there's, there's some foolish talk, some godless things that are being presented out there. Don't listen to that. And there's a lot of godless things that are being presented out there. He said, choose a godly way of living. So choose God's way. And yes, some physical exercise is important. See, we, we have a lot of people that will tell you today that, that it's all about the physical exercise. And what I would tell you is it's of some value. So don't quit your gym membership. But, but, but this is my question. I, I have a friend, and I, I asked him to do something. I said, hey, can you come with me? I want you to go do this with me. It was, it was something to do with the church and God and stuff. And he said, well, when is it? I told him when. He said, well, I can't do that because that's when I work out. I said, excuse me, um, how often do you work out? He said, well, I do that every day. I said, you, you couldn't just give up one day for God? He said, well, I'd hate to do that. See, there's times when, when we give more emphasis to the physical than we do the spiritual. And, and you, know how, you know how it is. You know how it is. I'm so busy today. I'm so busy I can't exercise. Or I'm so busy today I can't pray. No, no. Our priorities need to be set up so that God gets first place in our life, okay? This summer, Jennifer and I, we, we went to Israel with my mom and dad. And, and mom and daddy are now 86 and 85. And I'm so proud of them. I'm so encouraged by them whenever I'm with them because they have so much energy, so much focus, so much love for God, okay? We're in Israel. We're walking around Israel, and, and my dad is like, I want to do this, and I want to do that. And, and one day, he's like, he's 20 yards in front of me. I'm like, hey, dad, maybe you could slow down just a little bit. If you talk to my mom, she'll tell you, I want to get my three miles in today. And they'll talk about that. But if you were to go tomorrow and, 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 and stay with them, they would be up first thing in the morning for their prayer time. So they have this balance of, of putting God and the habit of God and the routine of God. And what I want you to understand is this. Godly training has the greatest value. And physical training is important, but your godly training will have an impact on your physical body because your godly training will teach you where to go with your body, what to do with your body, and how to use your body in a godly way, all right? Did you have something else? Well, a choice has to be made. You have to determine what your spiritual practices and habits are going to be and what your physical habits. I think we have to ask God for real wisdom. We're going to talk about fasting. I see that there's feasting in the Bible and there's fasting in the Bible. And we have to ask God for the, the help. We have to say, God, we need help. I think a great little prayer that you could pray every day is, God, I submit my body to you. Yes. And ask him for that wisdom. Because sometimes it's okay. I can eat a, a good piece of chocolate with the best of them. But it should probably be during times of feasting. If we every single day do something that's not the healthiest for us, maybe that's not God's best. But on the other hand, we also, we want to be uh, able to celebrate with one another. One of the prayers that we've prayed for years is, Lord, I thank you that my body is yours 
and that you are for my body. So that means that, my God, my body is yours, but also you are the one that helps my body be healthy and strong. Listen to this. This is from 1 Corinthians. Now, let me, let me set you for the context, okay? In 1 Corinthians, Paul is talking to the church, and some of them have begun to back off on God's standard for sexuality. And they've started getting involved in sexual relationships outside the confines of marriage. Hmm. Ever heard of a generation doing that? And, 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 and he, in the midst of that conversation about your sexuality should be under God's lordship, not under your own pleasure, your own desire, he begins to talk about our bodies. This is what he says, beginning in verse 19, chapter 6. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So he says, look at your body as though it's a temple for God. See your body as dedicated, set apart for worshiping God, not for your own pleasure. Will you trust God's way? For me, this is a memorable verse. This should be a verse that you memorize. It encompasses so many things. One of the areas that we struggle with is that we feel guilty because of the way we've treated our body or the way others have treated our body. And sometimes we hate our actual body Mm -hmm. because we have this self-hate because there's been sexual abuse that has happened against your body or physical harm has come against your body that you did not welcome. And so it's kind of hard to love and care for your body. But I want you to know that God, he knit you, he formed you, he created you, you are his baby. He knew you before you were one day old. And he said, you're precious and beautiful and your physical body is really precious and valuable to him. And sometimes we've harmed it or others have harmed it and we have to heal from that. But God is bigger and he's a healer. He's a deliverer. You know, in First Kings at Mount Carmel with Elijah, those that were worshiping Baal, they were cutting. Sound familiar? They were harming their own body. What about addiction? I was with a, a leader in our church. We were in my office praying just about 10 days ago. And I said, what are the strongholds of the west side of Columbus? And she said, it's addiction. Addiction has touched every family. She said, I've lived here my whole life. And we prayed about that. And I just want to encourage you today that if something, if you've harmed your body or someone has harmed your body, that we serve a huge God. And he is so much bigger and he will set you free. He will heal you. He will deliver you. And I have faith for that. I have seen people that were smoking, literally prayed and boom, they were set free. Sometimes he instantly delivers you and other times he gives you that strength day by day by day by day to be free. Join us for a celebration this Easter at The Church Next Door. We would love to have you there. Find out more at thechurchnextdoor.org. That's thechurchnextdoor.org. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson for The Church Next Door. Reading the Bible is important. It's something that every Christian should do. It will transform your life. It'll help you grow spiritually. It is good for you. Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes every day. We'll give you insights and we'll encourage you. So read the Bible with me and join me daily. 
That's A Year in the Bible, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. When we gather together like this every day, I think it's really important that we we think about how are we inviting God into this situation. So every day, I want to take a little bit of a moment to pray, to ask God to move in our world. So right now, let's just bow our heads together and let's pray. You know, the Bible says so many times, be strong and courageous. So today we're going to pray for that. We're going to pray for courage and obedience to God. Lord, today we want to be like Joshua. You looked at Joshua as he stood on the the land next to the Jordan River, and you said, Joshua, I need you to lead, and I need you to be strong and courageous. I need you to be obedient, Joshua. I need you to lead these people into the land. So today, we declare that we want to be leaders. We want to be strong and courageous. Lord, we want to be able to lead our families and lead our businesses and and lead our lives in a way that other people will know the promises of God, that they will know that you are faithful, that you are just, that you are a holy God, that you are a kind God. Lord, we're praying that you will give us the courage to speak the truth. Lord, that you will give us the obedience to your word. Lord, may we not shrink back from doing good. But may we have the energy to do more than we ever imagined or asked. Lord, begin to ask us to do things for you the way you have the disciples. You ask Peter to feed the sheep. Lord, help us to be like Peter. Help us to have courage to admit that we have doubted you in the past, that we have denied you in the past. Lord, give us courage to admit our weaknesses to those that are around us. Help us to be like Paul, who said, in my weakness, you are strong. Help us to be like Lydia, who who gave her home to you, Lord. She had the courage to turn her business of, of making purple cloth into a place of prayer. Lord, she gave her home. She gave her life to you. What courage it took. Lord, we've been holding back. Forgive us. Today, we choose to be obedient. You are worthy. You are our Lord. And it is in your name we pray, Jesus. Wow, that was so good. Didn't you enjoy that prayer? Well, would you like more help learning to pray? Then go to yournextstepnow.com. That's right, yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email and we'll give you our free prayer guide. It's an ebook. You can download it. You'll have it right there. And you can join us daily as we learn to pray. We ask God for great things. You know, it will change your life to pray daily. And we need your help. We need your support, your prayer support. So give us your email today at yournextstepnow.com. This has been Your Next Step a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for your next step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at The Church Next Door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for Your Next Step. Join us for a celebration this Easter at the church next door. Worship, fellowship, 
baptisms, a message of hope and joy and victory from our lead pastor, Doyle Jackson. This year, Easter's on April the 9th, but we'll have services on the 8th and the 9th. Come at 5 p.m. on the 8th or Sunday morning at 9.20 or 11. So we would love to have you there. Find out more at thechurchnextdoor.org. That's thechurchnextdoor.org. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.